The northernmost active volcano in the world is located on the Norwegian island of Jan Mayen. But the island itself was not initially claimed by the Kingdom of Norway, but was instead annexed by the Norwegian Meteorological Institute in 1926. Welcome to Two Thirds Focused. I think at least one of us is focused today, so we should probably change the name. But at least I'm Rasmus. And I'm Red. And I'm Jan. And what have you been up to the last couple of days? Last week, I guess the technically is. Um, I'm just going to start with that one. Because uh, pretty much everything yeah, just yeah. W- went to shits. No, I just, I'm, I'm going to take it on a positive note. Um, I am working from home from now on, or basically from last week, till at least mid or end of March. Nice. Yes. Uh, they, yeah, that that, that sounds home. like a good thing. It is, and it is not. It is for work safety, for the safety of the employees and also the customer. Mm. And it's an absolutely shit show when it comes to the overall situation. Yeah. Because like being vaccinated three times, like doing all the preparations, being basically in lockdown for one and a half years, and then being out of it for not even half a year just to go back to it it's freaking depressing (laughs) because my job is going out and meeting customers and i again am not able to do that Mm. which also doesn't matter because of the global situation we are now having uh, delivery times of up to a year so yeah yeah we actually burst like we are now with one product we're at 56 weeks which is over a year that's a lot yeah, but that, that, this, uh, I'm sort of almost impressed that your company is still alive. But the, the company is doing records because everybody's ordering at the moment. Oh, it's the same but- everywhere. Like everybody is panicking because there's no products on the mark uh, on the market, so everybody is ordering right now. Oh, and and they pay deposits and everything, so there's there's money flowing through the company still, even though you can't yes, really yes, do much. Yes, no, there, there's some parts that are still being delivered because we had a few really good years, so there's still products being shipped. Okay, okay. It's just that um, the, the follow-up products, like for next year, is just completely like the situation is pretty screwed. Yeah. Yeah, okay. But then on a positive note, like, yeah, health-wise, they did the right choice. So we're mm. all back at home. We're safe-ish. Um, yeah. So, yep. Other than that, um, been working from home. Um, as a, or basically to, to go back to that whole story, what I decided for myself, because um, I just went through all of that for like over a year, um, I decided that I am this time completely buckling down on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I will not do the same as last year and basically watching in, um, Netflix and YouTube for about a year in my free time, <laughs> not doing anything. So I'm going to try staying busy and I wanted to have a purpose and concentrate on that. Which was um, kind of funny because um, I've, I've been reading the newsletter from uh, Jake, the Maker Monster, mm-hmm. oh, and yeah. how he's like been dealing with like the issues and everything going on. And I was just, I saw in a lot of that stuff, I saw myself by not being focused, not being able to work with all of that. So my decision was now this time, okay, I need a list for everything. So I'm just going to sit down. I'm like, I make a decision now and I'm going to stick to it and I'm going to see where it goes. 
Nice. And I'm not just doing that as a hobby, but also for, like I said, me working in sales um, as an opportunity to might even at some point take it as a side business. Nice. So Ooh. I'm still treating it as a one of us, one of us, one <laughs> exactly. of us. <laughs> so yeah, the, the trick about this, I just want to say, like, I'm still treating it as a hobby. That's so true. I'm treating it as a business without the intent of making money out of it. Mm -hmm. So if I ever choose to make money from it, I can do um, a transition to it. Mm -hmm. But uh, first of all, that means uh, just a schedule for one. And sorry if I'm going a little bit like diving a little bit deep into that. No, no, no. It, it, you're basically doing putting down all of the framework and groundwork to make the routines to make it be a business if yes, you need it to the, be. For the first time, yes. Um, yeah. You got me into Notion. Rasmus. So yes. I actually like been reading myself a little bit into it. And I'm, I'm really thankful that you're <laughs> that you uh, I think tomorrow, um, you give me like an introduction into it and then like a little bit more feedback. And uh, yeah, this is basically what I've been doing. I've, I've been setting the groundwork. I started working like this week, I started working on uh, four videos at the same time, something that I would have <laughs> called insane about a year ago. No, no, we are going to call you insane anyway. So, <laughs> oh, I don't care because thanks to Notion, and I, I already set the groundwork. I know what did I have the materials, and I organize myself accordingly. Just because, like, I'm not working in four videos in one week, but I'm working parallel on four videos, and I can track my progress ah, on those. Nice. So this is actually Staying helping clever. so much. This is helping so much. Or otherwise I would have just gone insane. Yeah. I'm but also imagining to... having the time in Zoom meetings to play with your miniatures and paint them. Like being from home, you suddenly have all of the meeting time to spend making things, quite making is, things. That is one of, yes, yes. And you're actually like giving away one of my secrets that <laughs> I actually <laughs> like for. for Northern Vendor was my first YouTube channel. It's my second channel. It's not the Ooh. first one. It's Ooh. the one I'm concentrating on. But yeah, I had a miniature painting channel or like uh, for tabletop. I had a channel back then and I decided to create content for it again. This is more like on the hobby side. I'm treating the Northern Vendor one more seriously, but it just helps me to basically whatever free time I have just to spread it and use it for different stuff. So, so it's more in the sense of like Nerd Inventor is becoming a more of a serious thing. Yes. So you are bringing up one of your old hobbies to keep having a fun thing to do, even with YouTube and making and all of that. I'm, I'm always preaching that whenever you yeah. take something and you make it more than a hobby, um, you need another hobby or else you're going to go crazy. Yeah. Exactly. Fair enough. So yeah, I've been doing that. I um, I think I told you guys about the boom arm with the yeah. camera holder. Yeah, that's um, freaking cool. That I, is I really cool. Pretty much finished it today. Um, I did not connect the wiring yet, so I still have to stop by at the um, yeah electronic store and get like a power outlet. That I'm that's the wiring to keep the camera charged while on the boom? Yes. First, um, first I thought about setting a 12-volt power supply or 18-volt power supply in and just directly making a plug for the camera. But then I thought it would be easier to just do a 230-volt power outlet on the bottom, mm -hmm. mount that mm -hmm. one, so I can plug in the camera over the normal charging cable to keep it charged. Or if I ever have the need and I just need to work on something, I can unplug it and then put some power tools in it and use the whole boom arm as something that just carries the, the power cord. 
Very cool. Hmm. Overhead, just so like an extra outlet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. nice idea. Yeah. And what, what are the three yeah. other projects that you're working on? Oh, I don't want to tell too much. You don't want to tell? <laughs> okay, okay, fair enough. Yeah. We'll wait and see. Yeah. yeah. How about you, Red? I'm tired. Um, I I didn't do much this week uh, apart from doing a lot of paperwork for the purchase of the apartment uh, in January. So a lot of paper to go uh, to the bank and to the notary and all that kind of stuff. So did that. Worked on my uh, treasure trade, Fools with Tools treasure trade gift till Saturday evening, Saturday night. Um, then I spilled uh, leather dye all over it. Uh, mm. So I had to start over uh, again. I tried to salvage it and to make it more or less black, but it didn't work. Um, so on Sunday morning, I, I, I made the decision to uh, do it again. Uh, start over the whole project and to try to catch up on the <coughs> schedule because I was already late and I was supposed to send it on Monday morning so I was like nah, hard but I managed to do that so on Monday morning I was I was caught up I made a little bit simpler version um, of of the initial idea that I had, but I'm 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 even more happy now with the result than I was with the first version. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You you told us that you were basically happier with the second one. Yeah, yeah. The color is 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 way better, and the format, the size of it, everything everything is is better. I I, I believe it it was. Um, I, I said last week in the podcast, I believe that um, I work well under pressure, um, even even though that kind of pressure uh, was a little bit too much, but uh, I managed to do what I wanted to do and, and uh, making it uh, for a second time improved the project. So it's, it's like Jimmy said, uh, first three times you go to school and then you know what you're doing. And um, yeah. so, yeah, it was the same thing for me. First time uh, I went to school, um, see what was working and was not working. So the second time it was even better and quicker to do. Um, so I'm happy with it. And this morning I had my flu shot, so I'm I'm super tired. Uh, and, and and tomorrow I will be just sleeping all day, I believe. Right to go back to your little understatement uh, because we were there when you basically said you botched it. Yeah. So Sunday you made a decision to redo it and basically not sleep for three days. Uh, no, um, I was I was so mad at myself on Sunday night. Uh, I tried to salvage it by expanding the uh, stain of black leather dye and just color it like in a certain way that to make it like feel natural to be just black. Didn't work. It was not working with the design of the thing. Uh, mm. So went to bed on Saturday morning, kind of depressed and on, on Sunday morning after a good night of sleep I was like what do I do do I try to go with it as it is and to make it work or just redo it and I just took the day and the night to redo it and and yeah it worked fine so yeah don't don't be careful guys if you are working with black leather <laughs> dye um, just put, don't put it next to your project and and uh, always keep the lid on it yeah that's 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 a really good idea yep. to do that so yeah just be careful and, but yeah. if 
just I just because I want to understand sort of how it went wrong. Mm-hmm. Did it was it become unsalvageable because the discoloration of the dye you wouldn't be able to make it even, or because the black color would be wouldn't make it look look right? At yeah, all? the second one. Because the, you, okay. when you are um, working with leather and you spill some dye on it, uh, you can even you can even the color. Uh, mm. because um, you can put one, two, three, four layers of dye, it doesn't really matter, after the second coat of leather dye, the color won't change that much. So usually I put two coats and, and the first one is like the basis and the second one is like more for detail and to make the color even. But um, you can still cover it uh, when it's not uh, black leather, uh, black dye, I mean, uh, until you put oil on it. So. Um, Basically, you have uh, raw material, you put your black leather dye uh, or whatever color you want to use it, uh, use for the project, and then you put oil on it and that's finished. The, the, the color will change, will become the final color and you won't be able to change it anymore because of the oil content in the leather. Um, so I try to expand the black stain to make it like it was part of the whole project. But when I was done with that, didn't work. The black color just didn't work with the project. It was not meant to be black from the beginning. And so making it black was just ruining the, the whole design and the whole project. So it was like, yeah, okay. yeah not, not working. So let's try something else. Yeah, sorry to hear that. Yeah, thank you guys. But mm. yeah, I'm, I'm, as I said, I'm more happy with the second version than I was with the first one. Uh, even though the first one took me so much time because it was all carved and yeah, I, I, I had put a lot of time and effort in it. But yeah, uh, when I just compared the two, the first one just sucked. So I'm happy accident. I mean, it yeah. was what kind of fun. And I mean. Whoever gets it when they get it, they won't be disappointed anyway. Uh, I really hope so because now I'm almost two weeks late, two weeks late. Uh, so yeah, I I really hope it, yeah, the person receiving. And you it already will, received like yours, right? I have received mine. Yeah, yeah. I totally forgot to to tell about that. Uh, I may I received my gift made by John made it. And it's a wonderful uh, sign with a YouTube subscriber uh, counter in it so that I can show in the video because if you are only listening to the show on SoundCloud or your uh, podcast application, you can also find us on YouTube. Did I do Ooh, it very, right? Very, very yeah. smooth. Yeah, very yeah, smooth. cool. Um, <laughs> so I have this beautiful sign with the YouTube um, subscriber uh, counts. Nice. Um, it's, it's wonderful. I love it. Uh, super happy to uh, I've received this gift from John made it really easy to to set up at least I managed to do it to, to do it it's a Arduino power thingy uh, so it's all explained very well very clearly and simply on uh, John's web web page website um, so yeah super super happy with with my gift so I really hope that the person receiving mine uh, will also like it uh, yeah i know they will because i believe yeah. i got from you red the first year yeah yeah you did yeah when, when yeah, you yeah. made me the van braces from bottomir yeah 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 uh oh, I that was, was you yeah it was Bastard. me oh it was him yeah yeah it was him yeah <laughs> he was my first recipient <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah was, that, that was on a massive surprise that was immense that was really cool thank you i have them good. on display on top of the good cupboard to hear. there nice 
Except there's no people coming to visit here, but I have them on display. <laughs> <laughs> One day. What about you, Raz? What did you do this week? I uh, I was supposed to have a market on Saturday, which, mm-hmm. because of the whole corona thing, I didn't feel like it's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Also combined with Norwegian wintry things, it yeah. didn't seem like a very tempting thing to be standing outside in the cold for yeah. six hours. Good call. So I didn't do any of that. And which was also sort of fueled by the need of actually having a day off, mm-hmm. which I haven't had properly in a while. So it's really nice to just be at home and take it really slow and just fix a couple of things around the apartment or house and sort of get caught up with a lot of things that have been neglect- neglected for a while. Can we have a uh, quick update on the uh, mouse, uh, mice situation? Because oh, you, I ha- you talked yeah. about it in the podcast. I don't believe that you uh, did a follow-up on the situation of the mice. No, I haven't mice. had any new mouse mouse series since then. Good. Uh, so I think it topped up off at having caught eight in two weeks, and then there's been nothing since. Yeah, still not enough to make gloves. <laughs> so th- <laughs> thumb-free gloves? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> still two missing. <laughs> Maybe one day, right? Maybe yeah, one day. Hopefully. <laughs> um, but also, I, uh, on Saturday, uh, I then went out to uh, close to Oslo and saw my stepdad playing, uh, having a concert. Oh. Uh, which is one of the funny things where, like, only a couple of weeks ago, he actually told me he has a band. Uh-huh. And the reason he never talked about this is because, well, they only did, 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 like, have one concert before the corona times. And then it was just laying dead for a while because there was nothing to do but now they had the first gig again and nice. it's they do a lot of irish folk songs and uh sea shanties that kind of thing cool. so at some when my dad first uh, my stepdad first sat me down told me this i was like oh but what songs are you doing because i have thoughts and i have opinions <laughs> <laughs> so we spent we, we, we were sitting outside around the campfire uh, or the the fire pit uh at the, uh, my mom dad's place mom and stepdad's place and we just basically i just showed them all of the songs that i could come off remember off the top of my head uh-huh. which was like everything from the longest johns to the dreadnoughts to yeah. various sea shanties being in assassin's creed black yeah. flag and like oh, yeah. going through the list and he was like "Ooh, ooh, oh yeah yeah <laughs> so it was really fun to see a couple of those show up in their set nice. and so thank you you went to the barn almost got you and your family thrown out no 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 they they ruined guinness they only ruined themselves that's, that's your that's your part of the story yeah i no. remember oh. you writing you yes. told them how to pour a oh. guinness inside their own pub <laughs> yeah those fuckers no honestly like so we ordered guinness uh, my, my brother orders guinness and he, he's he's fairly he fairly enjoys alcohol himself so but he didn't pay attention uh but when we got the pints and we were sitting at a table we drank it, it was just completely flat and it was the, we looked at each other, this, this is wrong, this is broken, this Guinness is dead. So I took the glass and went up over to the, uh, to, the, to, to the bar and I just said, like, these are broken. Oh. And like, she was like, but there's nothing, like, here's the can, there's nothing wrong with the can. I was like, but then we talked for a while and had her ex- go through the whole explanation of, yes, but there's supposed to be bubbles in Guinness, you're supposed to have a fist <laughs> to it. 
and and she was like oh yeah but here's how we did it and she cranked it and just dunks it upside down in the glass and i was like uh, yeah, yeah no. there's your problem <laughs> and i was trying to explain to them that no you don't pour guinness that way you kill it that way but she was like yeah but it has the ball inside that's what they have a ball in there for a reason yeah they, they, but it has the ball inside that's why you need to dunk it so it goes out quicker i was like no the ball contains the nitrogen gas that is the fizz of Guinness instead of them using carbon dioxide, which went way over her head. And then I had to talk to the manager and he was like, no, no, this is how I saw it being done when they did some barkeepers did a show in a pub in London. Yeah. And I was like, stop, there's two things wrong with that sentence. You learned Guinness in London and they did a show. Come on. Uh, so I was allowed to pour my own Guinness at the bar and it was okay, but bloody hell that's a conversation i don't suppose i never felt like i should have with anyone but bloody hell that's that was annoying in the moment yeah, especially when it was like an irish night at the pub yeah but yeah and it was a bad and uh yeah but it, it, it that was really frustrating and the whole thing of they didn't want to just give me a new pint of anything they wanted to argue about the whole thing yeah instead of just saying oh we are sorry do you want a new one it was none of that conversation. It was like, what's wrong with it? It's not our problem. Yeah. It, it was the uh, owner of the bar French? No. No? Okay. Just oh, wondering. Because, quickly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 the, like the nationality, they were not Norwegian, but the nationality is not a problem. It was just the ethics of how they wanted to deal with this problem. Like, it doesn't matter which nationality, they weren't Irish. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that's not that's what I'm not a, what I meant. Uh, I just meant that that's that's also the ethic in in French bars. If you say that something is wrong with a drink, it's on you. It's not on the bar. So they won't give you a free drink, uh, or they won't question the way they they pour the drink or they make the drink. Uh, it's always on you. So yeah, yeah, that, that's why I asked. Are you saying this to get a free drink? I don't know. Are you saying this to get stabbed? <laughs> 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 anyway, yeah, it's, uh, the rest of the week though, I've just been work trying to catch up on orders. Nice. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. I, I had a run to the close-off today with a lot of things. I think I shipped out, well, it, it was one big bundle of materials to make roses to a fellow smith up uh, in the west part of Norway. Uh, but I think I shipped out a total of 14 kilos of goods today. Ooh. Wow. So yeah, nice. like I was just handing things to the lady at the uh, at the post office. And I was like, yeah, so this is heavy, this is heavy, this is heavy, <laughs> and, uh, and then she went like, on yeah, that one is really heavy. Sorry, <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, nice. uh, they they they'll, they'll love to hate me. Come eventually, I think they will. Yeah, but today and yesterday, I haven't been into forge at all. It's just been office things, which is. Not so fun to talk about. It's just all of the things you need to do to make money next month and next year. Yeah, and not it's, right now. But. It's part of the work, so you have to yeah. do it at some point. Yeah, and which it's, beats being out in the freezing cold. Oh yeah, and and I, I was contemplating going out to the forge a couple of for a couple of hours just before we were going on here, and I was like, no, let me stay inside where it's nice and warm, and I'll play a little bit of Sekiro, just just to have, <laughs> relax uh, be, before the podcast. Which turns out, Sekiro is not all that relaxing. Not really, <laughs> no. 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 Uh, <laughs> no. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do actually a little bit of a show and tell. I'll, I'll go through my fourth playthrough and be read. And I think as Jan, for as long as he stays awake, we'll stay around and yeah. we'll chat and stream it and all of that. So yeah. it might show up on the YouTubers uh, 
eventually. Yep. Depending on how much editing I do or care to do. Yep. But the whole office thing, I mean, I guess this is all what you've been doing also now with uh, Jan, with Notion and getting the business going, sort of, or getting prepared for doing the business. There's a lot of framework in the background. Um, and the first thing you need to know is when you work for a company or you have your own company, you have to treat it the same as your actual work that is fun to do. Like the backbone, the all of it, writing bills, um, doing quotations is just as much part of it as the actual doing the stuff. Oh yeah. So yeah. No, I actually, I, I, I love it. Like the, the notion part, the organizing part of it, I love it not as much as actually being down in the workshop, but it's, um, I see it completely as a part of it. Like it's not something I feel forced to do. Mm-hmm. It's but, really, are, you, are you a bit like me in that sense that, uh, you find some very great satisfaction in just making the system so that you can stay organized even more than actually using it later on, so to speak. No, I actually use it as a tool that allows me to keep organized and not no, no, I mean, be a I mean, complete scatterbrain. Do you feel really good about yourself and really accomplished just when doing the admin stuff of making the system? Yes, because I know I'm not going to be running around like a headless chicken afterwards. You will. From, ex- from my experience, you will. It would just be in a smaller circles. Oh, okay. No, um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm actually planning on not doing that because I work with um, organization like systems at work. Yeah, yeah. You just, just pretend to be perfect. It's fine. I have a total of like 800 active customers I'm in contact with like wow. over the year. So yeah. if I'm not Fucker. writing shit down. <laughs> I, I would be dead. Okay, that's impressive. That, and that I would is be really dead impressive. without a job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, like, are all the, the people working in your company uh, in charge of that many customers? Because it no. feels like really no. a lot. No, they're not. Like um, my colleague actually is in charge of Europe, like all of Europe. Uh-huh. But he's working mainly over his distributors. Uh-huh. So he's some key account customers that he's personally um like has the acquaintance to um also like from my 800 active customers a lot of them are dealt with by normal um our distributors uh-huh. but there's a huge percentage because i have to like uh, we have the a7 going up like the autobahn as like a kind of the the dividing line and yeah. i have the left side of it like the southern germany from almost down at um lake constance uh-huh. up to almost to denmark like okay. to the border of Denmark. And yeah, my colleague has the right side of the A7, which is basically uh, Bavaria and then up to Berlin. Okay. Or the Berlin area. You basically ruled Western East Germany. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, I wouldn't take it at that. Like, try, <laughs> try call Bavaria Eastern Germany and they're going to kick your ass good. But um, it is a lot of industry in my area. Mm. Like a lot of customers, a lot of different customers, and uh, that makes it kind of difficult. Also, because we have a lot of OEM customers, like directly, like that we sell directly to. Um, yeah, it's 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 a lot, and I wouldn't be able to handle it if I wouldn't write everything down. Yeah, I bet. So, how how do you feel about the new? It's it's not new, but the decision that you make um, of. Uh, restarting or relaunching or well, putting more time in your um, two YouTube channel, uh, the mm-hmm. main one more serious and the second one more 
OB oriented uh, channel. Like it's it's almost like you you are telling us you are going full time with that for the time that you are working from home, which is not because you still have the your day no. job, yes. but all the free time that you have will be um, occupied doing stuff for your YouTube channel. If I got it that right. Yes, um, it is a somewhat, it is partly a hard decision and also a logical decision mm -hmm. because um, I've learned two things in my work life. One is like I started out as a service engineer and then I went over to sales, which um, both include traveling. Mm -hmm. Both I'm not able to do at the moment. So mm -hmm. I don't have mm -hmm. a backup to my job that I have right now. Mm -hmm. Um, so are you sort of preparing yourself to maybe being laid off or having to find another job inside the company? No, it's, it's definitely an emergency plan. Like it's okay, not, yeah. it's not something that, and don't get me wrong. Like, it's not that I'm like, oh, I know I need to make money with YouTube so I can have a, like a second feed, but mm -hmm. it's something which is like, well, I worked in sales for over 12 years and I probably will be able to find another job in sales again, but might as well use the downtime that I have right now to maybe deepen something I already love to do, mm -hmm. like do a rest, um, like tr tr just try it, treat it as a job yeah. more than a hobby to see where it goes. Like I'm, I might get burned out after two months and I mm -hmm. say, it's like, no, this mm -hmm. is not what I want to do. I'm losing all of the fun of it. But for now, I don't know as long as I don't try. Yeah, sure. You have so, to try it to know. Exactly. So I want to treat it kind of like a job without having the need of getting money out of it because my job still pay me. So, hey, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, but um, that I, I kind of want to do it. I want to I want to give it a try just to see where it goes. And if I ever like if that actually works and I decide to do the switch over, it's mm -hmm. going to be easier than starting from nothing and saying it's like, well, hmm. <laughs> I just lost my job or I just quit my job. Let's just try to make something else happen. Like nah, I'm yeah. a little bit too much concerned about yeah. like safety, especially like with a house. <laughs> yeah. No, you, I think you're definitely doing the right choice of uh, basically just building your hobby up to be something that potentially could be a business. Yeah. And then just do having done the framework so that it you can step it up and scale it easier instead of starting completely from scratch if you need to. Yes. And it's also not a, not a given. Like, uh, I still don't know. There, there's a lot of people out there that release like videos on a regular basis that are not really successful with it. Mm -hmm. um, it's always um, a question of personality. So I always yeah. thought about it. And then on the other side, like, I don't want to, I don't want to become someone or I don't want to be someone I'm not. Yeah. So for me, it's just like trying who I am, just like to throw it out there, try it out to see if people actually resonate with that. Mm -hmm. And if it's something that is successful, then it might be easier in the future to decide to take that step or just decide it's going to stay a hobby. Like, doesn't matter because I love the job I'm doing right now. Like I love working in sales. I don't have a problem with being employed. There mm. are a lot of stuff that I don't like about being employed, but it's far less than actually like, it's, it's not, how do you say it? Um, 
it's not worth of like getting the risk of being un, uh, not unemployed, but self-employed. Mm-hmm. Like I like my job yeah. too much for that to say it's like, I'm not the one that's getting up every morning saying like, I need to be self-employed. I can't take this anymore. It's mm. the whole balance of pros and cons. Exactly. Yeah, that is true. But uh, so Red, yeah. uh, uh, to, as far as I know, you went, you, you, and, you and your wife moved back from Japan. Yeah. And then you, did you work after that? Because in my mind, I, I, of course you did. But like, <laughs> did you go full time immediately or how was that transitioning? Because uh, yeah. you had a full time job in Japan, yeah. but I've only known you as the maker in Europe, yeah. not the professor you were mm-hmm. yeah, or the yeah. teacher you were in Japan. Yeah, I, I came back from Japan because of um, what everything that happened in Fukushima and the radioactivity across the country and we wanted to protect the kids. So we made the, cons- the, the decision to go back to Europe uh, to protect his health. And so the plan was um, that uh, after a little bit of um, rest or holidays or whatever you want to call it. So time spent uh, visiting our friends, our family and just resting for a little bit because life in Tokyo is like super intense. I would uh, work, uh, find a job as a teacher in France. And so would my wife. Um, So... In the meantime, I uh, worked as a translator. I was translating articles sent from uh, Japan by a professor working in universities, and I, I did that they needed to um, translate some article in French or uh, article written in French to be corrected. So that that was my my job for a few months, and I started to search for a position as a teacher in college or uh, university or high school or middle school. Um, problem is that it's a it's a really small world uh, with a few available available jobs and people are are really um, productive about them. Plus when you have spent 10 years uh, in a, another country abroad, um, you know, no one anymore. Uh, all the people mm. that were in place when you left are gone or changed job or are now retired. So there is no way that you can be helped uh, by um, by those people that you used to know uh, for a new job, a new position. So I was like, hey, it's me. Um, I need a job, but I don't know you. You don't know me. Blah, blah, blah. blah. Very difficult. Um, yeah. So after after a few years, uh, it was probably two two years of uh, applying to jobs, searching actively, uh, trying to teach in every school, having interviews and really ridiculous offers. Um, I I decided to to create my own own business because the 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 last offer that I got was. Um, not not where I'm living now. It was like a four-hour drive to a, a city, a thousand of France. Oh. And so close to my in-laws, which would have been nice to visit them. But the deal with the school was we will give you, that's what she told me, we will give you a two-month contract. Um, really, not really well paid, so like minimum wage. Uh, and after the two months, 
um, you will have to wait uh, one month for us to give you another contract of two months and so on and so on and so on. So working two months over three months, not oh. knowing after two months if you will get another contract was not- Yeah, that doesn't sound good. Yeah, it doesn't sound good. No. And it was not worth moving to that town with my wife and my mm. kid, investing a lot of money and a lot of time for maybe nothing or just a two months contract. Um, so basically told them to fuck off. Uh, That's what they call a black company in Japan, right? A what? A black company in Japan. Uh, maybe, I don't know. Is, oh, is you, that, you never heard that? No, I never heard that like expression. My, my colleagues told me that in um, in Japan they have the, the, the black companies, which is like the one with like incredible, like not incredible, but awful working hours and yeah. bad climate and like known suicides within the company. Oh. They get listed like Ooh. as black companies. Oh, so they basically yeah. warn each okay. other not to apply for those. Yeah. No, it's yeah. not blacklisted, no. but it's they call it really just black companies. But yeah, like the workers warn other people to not sign on with those companies. Okay, I, I, I'm uh, I'm torn between between you two. I, I believe that the mm -hmm. term black company can come from the the expression blacklist yeah. company. So yeah, that would be interesting to ask your friend that maybe because Japanese people tend to make long expression shorter by uh, just forgetting the word in the middle or something, <laughs> something like that. Forgetting is the right word for it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was not great conditions. So um, after um, a while and uh, a depression, actually, I decided to, to create my job because if I, I couldn't find a job, uh, the better choice for me um, until I find one, a safe position of safe uh, revenue uh, income uh, was to create my, my own job. And and so I did. I went to, through the whole process of creating my company, which is kind of simple, but also takes time in France. Really simple. You just have to uh, go to a few classes and, and, um, and, and do some paperwork, but it's really easy. Uh, and then you can... Um, you can create your your own company and what what is interesting is that oh everything is simplified so the taxes are simplified uh the way you declare your money is simplified the what you earn is what you keep basically if you want uh but you still have to pay your your taxes uh, obviously uh, but you don't uh, put money for retirement. You don't pay a lot of stuff. So it's a good way to start a company. So it, it's mm -hmm. only a, um, a special uh, status for three years. And after that, you have to change your, the status of your company to make it more um, regular um, company-like status. Don't know if that makes sense, but you see what I mean. Um, yeah, basically, France has a very good system for helping people create their own small companies yeah. and then scaling them later on. Absolutely, that's that's exactly mm. that. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm now at my uh, second year uh, of working for myself, um, which is full time. You mean? I mean full time. So uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, part of my time is is, is teaching, uh, giving classes. Uh, the other part is uh, making stuff, making videos, uh, making patterns, sending patterns, making uh, 
stuff basically and selling them mm-hmm. um the the problem <laughs> uh with um the company is that there, there's not really a, a problem but it was it was really a bad timing for me to create my company because I did that just before COVID uh, hit uh, the yeah. world. So the timing was just not right. Um, so the first year I didn't make any money basically because it was really hard first to go to the suppliers and to buy uh, raw materials or tools. Everything was um, really difficult and people were too busy uh, or or scared or saving money to buy the shit that you would usually buy and you don't need when you are in the middle of a pandemic which totally makes sense uh, because i remember at the time i was uh, queuing at the supermarket just to buy food uh, so i wouldn't have a sort of using my own money to buy stuff that i don't need even if they look cool and it's a child dreams or whatever. So yeah, timing was not great. Uh, I made, I did better this year, still not great. Like I'm not buying the castle ne- next door, but I, I made some money. Yet, yet, yet. yet absolutely, yet. Um, so I made some money. So, it, so the situation is improving and I believe that uh, the more work I will at work and when I work I say work I mean time um, the more time work effort and whatever uh, that I will put into the company the the more successful successful it will be and not only the YouTube part which is part of of what I do uh, because as you said Jan it's also um, feeling the personality of the people that you are watching is really important and don't believe that I have the type of personality that people would enjoy watching for hours and hours but that I think that's where you're wrong yeah I agree with John yeah you, you basically what you what you did is um you you are thinking about or what you did in the process is changing your style mm. For if if all like Rasmus and I have the benefit of our subscriber numbers are so are being so low that we can still discover our own style yeah. and stick to it, mm. and you decided at a later point that you wanted to give in more personality, and that might not agree with like existing subscribers of your channel yeah. for whatever reason, but um, I think the feedback so far has, at least from what I've heard out of the community, has been really good. Yeah, no, you're right. The, the the feedback that I got was was really good, and and people were like, "Oh, we enjoy uh, watching your videos when you are talking and showing you more of yourself or your life, and 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 so on and so on." Uh, but it's really difficult for me because I've I've been making videos for YouTube for five years now, uh, and the first three years uh the first year it was like i was on vacation back from japan i was on vacation so i took the time to make videos and just that and i was really enjoying the press press the process because i had absolutely no pressure it was not a job i was not intending to make money i was had a lot of time so i i I was able to produce uh, a lot plus my wife was uh, not working she was taking care of the kid so i had all all day, all night to do whatever I wanted. Um, now I can do it thanks to her because she has, she is supporting the family. She's working full time and she's making money. So uh, uh, we had a long, long conversation. She initiated the conversation two years ago. Like, um, Red, you should you should do it. You should go full time. Your um, you, she, what you're she doing also it. calls you Red. Isn't that weird? 
no, no, she doesn't call me red, but I, I can't, I can't tell on air uh, what she's calling me. So, Fair so enough. That's, that, that's just between the two of us. Mm. Uh, no, but she, she told me you should do it. You should try. And exactly what you, what you said, Jan, and and probably what you were thinking a few years ago, uh, Rasmus, when you, you you created your business. Um, if you if you don't try it. You will never know if it if it will work if if it was worth doing it. I mean, taking the risk is um, freaking scary, and and we always hear people talking about safety and how else they're going to be able to pay the rent, the food, and everything. Um, thanks to her, thanks to my wonderful wife, she told me, "Go for it. I will take care of the rent, the food, and the clothes, and everything." You just do what you want to do because it makes you happy, because you have a chance to do so. Um, and so, yeah, let's try and let's see how it goes. Um, but it, that's, that's a good opportunity. But you said that um, something that uh, Rasmus might have discovered, it was a little bit different for Rasmus, wasn't it? Yeah. I don't want to talk about that yet because I want to know, like... I'm really fascinated by the okay. fact that your wife was the one who initiated the conversation and said, no, no, you should start your own company. You should do this. Y- yeah. Not, not looking at him and like, are you fucking nuts? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, because like a lot of people have the completely opposite experience of like mm-hmm. their wife or their, their spouse don't want them to take that leap initially because mm-hmm. it's so scary. And I'm, I'm, yeah. I just want to ask you, like, would, uh, it, would you have initiated that conversation by yourself or would you have been able to do all of this if she wasn't actually the one initiating it or how would the time be timing be different i guess um i i don't think so um the thing is that she uh she's wonderful first of all um and and she always have been very supportive of everything that i've done um um so uh when she, she uh, when when we were in japan i was the only one working i was the one uh, bringing money back to the asshole no household that, that's one for jamie he's gonna laugh at me <laughs> for my pronunciation again uh household uh, or whatever it's for the for us on, for the money for the family fine. yeah yeah um because she just was not allowed to work over there Mm. Uh, the, uh, the 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 visa that she had was only a spouse uh, visa, so she was not uh, allowed by law oh. to be working and and making money, which is kind of weird. Yeah, Japan that, keeps being weird, was. but okay. Yeah, always, uh, but so fun. So when when we went back to France, came back to France, and she got her job, um, I I believe that somehow I've never asked her the question, but I I, I will after that, uh, if she maybe felt that um, it would be just fair for her to provide for the family and give me time to do whatever I wanted to to do or try whatever I wanted to try, and if uh, she hadn't initiated this. Uh, conversation probably I wouldn't have because I was stuck in this state of mind of me being the man mm. needing to provide for the family and all that things that we have been told since we are kids. You are the man, you have to work, you have to earn money for your wife and your kids, mm-hmm. which is kind of fair and I totally understand it, but it's also really unfair for us um, because we are not allowed to 
to try whatever we want to try. So I'm super lucky to have her yeah. uh, supporting me and 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 giving me a chance to do it and to maybe one day uh, be able to make enough money to provide again for the family um, as a uh, self-employed or full-time maker. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not I'm not there yet, uh, but I'm I'm. Just as Jan was saying earlier, I've done all the best work for it, the making the company, making my my um, schedule, working on on all my processes. Um, so so uh, all I need now, uh, actually, for for me to produce more videos, more stuff, more patterns, more product to sell, sell, is just a better workspace and more time. Which I will get with the new house, because I will not have to um, take care of my parents so much, or the house so much, or my kids so much, because uh, his school will be a little bit um, further, more far further. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I was going for a word that doesn't exist uh, again. Um, so he will be eating at school uh, lunch. Um, so basically, my days now are waking up, working a little bit, picking him up at picking him up at school, uh, bringing him bringing him back at home for lunch. James is going to have so much fun in this one. Yeah, he's going <laughs> to laugh at me for days about that. Uh, so school, lunch, school again. I come back, I work for two hours. I have to go back to school, uh, then drive him to uh, fencing school or judo school, uh, come back home, uh, make dinner, spend time with him. And when he's asleep, uh, my wife comes back from work. I spend time with her. And when everyone is asleep, I can finally get back to work for one or two or three hours uh, more. So I'm not working enough. Yeah. And I know that. So I'm not producing enough because I don't just have the time. Being a hat-home dad, as I call them, uh, as his perks, and it's absolutely wonderful to be uh, spending so much time at home doing what I'm doing uh, because I love doing it uh, and and spending time with my family and my kid and seeing him growing up because when I was in Japan I was working crazy hours and I missed the first two years basically Ooh. so I'm catching up on that I'm super yeah. happy to do so uh, but it's it, the balance between uh, work life and and real life or family life is, is not good at the moment and it will be better hopefully in a few months in the new house in the new workshop and and everything so i'm super lucky to have her she's wonderful and super supportive uh, but we also had the talk uh, of what will happen if it doesn't work um because we will have to pay for the new house uh, so if i'm not able to make enough money in the next year for example i will have to take a job uh, even if it's not full time it's only part time only to pay the bills i will still have half of my time free to work on my company work on my videos work on my stuff and 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 what i really enjoy doing um, but i also really loved my job as a teacher and and thankfully, I'm still able to teach right now. Uh, it's also part of my um, of my schedule. So, the balance has, has just to be found uh, between um, working like crazy on your company because that's that's your life. That's how you pay your bills, and um, your everything else, your real life. One 
last thing and 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 i will let you guys talk um and and jimmy can jimmy can make fun of you too uh <laughs> as well um a few years ago bob uh, from i like to make stuff said something in in making it podcast that really um stayed in my head for years He said that um, if he doesn't take the time to be a good husband, to be a good father, but spending time with his family, he can't be a good maker because when he's making something, he will think about his family uh, and not being with them and and he, that he, he should do that as well. So when it's clearly um, uh, organized uh, or, or simply organized, uh, he can spend time with his family. And when it's over, it's over. He can go to work uh, with a clear mind and focus on what he has to do. And when the work is done, he can do the same and get back to his family. And that that is is for me the, the perfect um, lifestyle as a maker. Uh, and when you have your nine to five, when the work is done, your work is done, you come back to the family. But when you are self-employed, you are working all the time, at least in your head. Yeah. You are still designing and thinking about your project and thinking about how to make money, how to organize yourself, what will be the next market and, and so on and so on. So you don't have this resting time in your head. And that's probably why I don't sleep that much. But um the more um, you can keep this part of your life separated, clear, because you feel good about all of them, the better it is for you as a maker, a, a father, a husband, or a person in general. So, mm -hmm. yeah, that's my two bit about two cents. Two bit. Two yeah. cents about that. It's, I, I, do, I do find it really fascinating, though, that sort of Jan is doing the framework to making himself a small, his own company. Mm. You have been doing that for specifically mm. the last two years, but also like a couple of years before that, yeah, slowly building absolutely. up to it. Uh, yeah. And then there's me being the idiot who just never had the normal job and just thought, oh, blacksmithing, that's fun. Let me just keep <laughs> doing that and see how long I can, I can live off it. So how do you, did you start? Uh, after exactly. high school? No. Uh, so long story short, I studied media communication in high school. Uh -huh. Then I had my second year of high school as an exchange student in Japan. And then I got back home and I had to do the second year again because the classes I did over there didn't count in Norway. Oh. And because I wanted to finish school the same year as the rest of my peers, I took the third year exams at the same time uh -huh. and then just was done with school. And then I started working for the local newspaper uh, as a journalist, got... I guess it's not the short version, sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, no, it is, it is. Yeah, and, and keep went, on going. went to cinema. Then after working a couple of years at the cinema, I got into the office school in Norway and I spent a year there. And then after that, I didn't know what to do. And then I got into blacksmithing. Just like that? Yeah, well, um, the, the fun story is that this was completely spontaneous and I got the last spot in school and I only heard about this school because it was a scout jamboree. This was in 2013 out in Stavanger and uh, a really, really old scoutmate of mine, the one who's still actually making the gift boxes that I use for everything. The, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, so he, he was going up to Dovre to study wood carving and I was like, mm -hmm. sounds like fun. I would like to work with my hands, but I'm not sure if wood carving is my thing. And then he was like, oh, uh -huh. but they have blacksmithing up there. 
I heard ah. it's a dying art. <laughs> <laughs> Better not invest in that. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, and and uh, from the moment he basically said, oh, they also have blacksmithing up there. It took me three days to apply to the school, get in and find a place to live nearby. Nice. And early on at school, we just were allowed to spend extra time at the workshop. So from like the second month in school, I was already doing almost 60 hours in the forge. Holy just because yeah. I had fun. And because yeah. I already have done it, it this again, th- like this is the sort of a normal high school in Norway. It's a private school. So it costs money to be there. Uh, but you're also supposed to have all of the your math and sciences and all of that. I have done all of those exams already, so I had more f- time to be in the forge. Mm-hmm. So I just spent all of my time in the forge, and then when I uh, got out of school there, I I couldn't get an apprenticeship. There was no apprenticeship left. The one that I knew about, the the one stupid kid at school who was on the autism spectrum had a photographic memory. He beat me because he did everything perfectly the first time. So he got an apprenticeship at school. I didn't. Yeah. Uh, so I basically just like slept on my mom's couch for a couple of months, gathered up the money to buy my first anvil, and then just started practicing. And and, and uh, I'm 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 really curious about one thing: is that you you um, did studies, you studies, you studied to be a journalist, and you got implied as a journalist, if I got that correctly, uh, right? At least for for a period sort of time. Of, I mean, media communication is really broad and general in Norway. Uh, I didn't specialize in journalism. Uh, so, so it's something like a little bit like IT, like communication. <laughs> no, shut up. <laughs> uh, no, I actually, I actually, like through the time I spent in school, I think I specialized. I had, I had like the the extracurricular activities of web design, uh, audio and folio work, and photography, uh-huh. and. Uh, not that I use any of that today except for the photography one but of course like being it was more like oh I'm a big nerd I like to play with computers here's like a general line of education that will play make you play a lot with the computers and you learn how to take photos and be creative and a lot of those things just mm-hmm. computer words um, if that answers your question yeah but uh, yeah, well, partly you took the decision to go on a totally different path uh, starting learning blacksmiths to blacksmithing to to become a blacksmith um but you you had your studies you had a background that could have given you a job another job in in your field so to speak sort of uh one thing is that i i, I didn't want to be a journalist i especially before being in the army I was mm-hmm. absolutely horrible when it comes to people and dealing with social things. That's just you know. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I blame that on my special blend of uh, like autism going on. Uh, but that's that's more like uh, being in the army really really helped me with dealing with people yeah. because you had to live with other people f- continuously yeah. for a year. So mm-hmm. suddenly I learned all of those small social things that other people just get suddenly i yeah. either had them ex- actually explained to me or just through overexposure i suddenly understood that oh yeah so that's what they actually mean when they say things like that right good to know uh, i had a lot of those moments when being in the army uh, but ju- uh, journalism journalism was never actually on my agenda um i, I actually i think I, I i didn't even work a lot as a journalist even uh because i was i also got to m- work at a cinema uh 
but like I helped start up like the youth version of our local newspaper, which is mm. still running. Uh, and I was the first to quit there because I realized after just one year that I was not only the oldest one at the youth department there, but it was like none of the things they want to write about I do find really interesting. And I wanted to do other things and like the movie side and working at the cinema was maybe more fun because I got to, I got to go to the movies for free. Yeah. But you, you could, you could have been a white collar employee at some point because no, of no, your, because no. it's Rasmus. Yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> no, no. So, so like, I, 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 I still, I still not. So sorry to stop you right there. Like, yeah. it's something like, no, no, like I, I'm quiet. I'm listening to everything, but no, he could no. not. Like, Rasmus being a white collar employee. No, <laughs> what I, are you smoking? Uh, I, I would never have worked in the rat race. Like I've, I haven't still not seen office space, but like you, even in Norway, you grow up with this sort of accidental pop culture of, I know I should, I know I should, I'll get to it next year, probably, uh, maybe, uh, but you, if you still grow up with this whole pop culture thing of the office is, is where people go to die slowly. Yeah. Like okay. that's the mentality I grew up with and that's yeah. what I saw. Hell with fluorescent lights. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Uh, all the, the whole environment that I saw on TV yeah. and in cartoons and movies, it was not a place that anyone seemed to be happy. So, but Jan Jan seems very happy doing his. I I mean I I I have bet, you, have I you forgotten how often he talks about murdering his colleagues? <laughs> not on air at least no but it, it, it just it just said <laughs> statues of limitations come on guys <laughs> no he just said at the beginning of the episode that he was he, he was uh, loving his job and, and his job is a white collar job with um, interaction with you know, uh, colleagues of course and and customers so less less colleagues more driving around and getting paid for drinking coffee Okay. <laughs> so, no, like, this is generalizing, but um, yeah, it's. It, I I love I love the sales job, mm -hmm. the, the traveling, the getting to meet other people. It's 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 like the whole package. I grew into it as a service engineer. I always went to a customer that had problems. Mm -hmm. and needed them to get fixed and the problems were caused by your company because you're the service engineer that has to fix the issue. Now I'm invited to companies that also have an issue, but with another company, that's why they invited you. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. you can solve the issue with selling okay. your product. So coming from a sales engine or from, from a um, service engineer perspective, for me, it's easy to make an argument or to see what's wrong with the customers or to really fast figure out what's wrong at the customer. And I, but I love that whole game that reading other people, like going into it. Um, and I'm really good. Like I, I have to like clap my own shoulder. I'm really good when it comes to jobs privately. I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> like, I'm, 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 I'm so freaking dense most of the time. <laughs> we weren't going but, to tell um, you, but we agree. Yes, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure you agree with all of that. <laughs> Privately, I'm completely dense about it because I'm kind of like my, my brain is kind of trained for it on a working perspective. Mm. And this is something I figure out over time that I just have to learn stuff and I have to train myself to do stuff. And it comes to hobby as well as private as the way I do it for my job. Yeah. So, so what I find interesting is that 
consciously, whereas you you chose a job um, where you are basically alone, working alone in the workshop, in in the forge, and you are working yeah. alone. It's conscious decisions to stay away from people and work on your own. Yeah, and and Jan. You love the contact with the customers and and talking, helping people yes. and and solving their issue and traveling and all of that. Um, mm -hmm. And I, uh, I'm kind of the middle ground, teaching with other people and and still working on my own in the in the workshop. And yet, you two are going the opposite way because. Jan is now working in his workshop alone as well, and whereas you are teaching blacksmithing to other people when you are doing class, so yeah, whatever the, the path that, you choose, yeah. whatever mm -hmm. the, the path you choose, you you need apparently we all need time with other people and time on our, on our own, yeah, just to be like sane in our mentality yes. and yeah, spirit, keep, right? Balance. Yeah, absolutely. And I find I just find that really interesting to to see the the path that you choose being alone in the in the workshop leads you to other people teaching classes because mm -hmm. you you could you could find other way to make money as a blacksmith like taking more jobs more uh, whatever uh, I could apply uh, for jobs or I mean I could get yeah. I could I could get a job as a welder and have the specialization of being a blacksmith in the background absolutely I, I but could still you yeah. chose to give class to other people, to share your knowledge and to teach them and to make them grow skills or love for making and especially for, for forging stuff, which is kind of fascinating to me because I'm a teacher, so I like seeing that in other people mm. as well. Uh, and yeah, and same thing. When you have um, all these contacts with customers and, and co-workers, you have to take a step back and to uh, stay alone in, in the workshop and work on your own stuff because it's also a need. And and that's how I started making stuff. Teaching full-time all day, every day uh, was, was a lovely job. I really enjoyed that. But when I was back home, I needed time for myself and I needed to use my hand. It was like a real need to be creative and, and to use my, my, my head in a different way. Well, of course, because you actually needed to problem solve your own projects instead of like talking to people that by trade no less than you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you were in a perspective where you taught um, information or knowledge to people mm. that had less information than you. That's why they're being taught by it. Yeah. But yeah. In, an, in like in an opposite, that really that doesn't really um, challenge you in yeah. any way. So That's this right. is probably where you think about it. This is why I love working with my hands because I, in my brain, like I have to talk to people all day. I have to problem solve all day at the yeah. customer, but I seldom do anything like with my hands, like actually work where I walk out. If my conversation with the customer went well, I can tell about two to three months later when a project, when we received a project, like when, if the job goes to us or the, the uh, contract, hmm. I hmm. know I did well and I did everything right. But this is a prog uh, progress that can take about up to three, four, five, sometimes even a year. Yeah. And that's the point where I'm like at home, I go into my workshop and I just grab something. And at the end of it, like two hours later, I walk out and I've made something mm, mm. or I botched something. It doesn't matter. Like either way, I have a result at the end of the evening. 
Yeah. And it feels freaking good. Like this is what I need because I'm 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 craving for like I'm starving for something like that too. I believe I believe you're up. really right about about uh, the fact of seeing something or being able to teach to touch something because when you are teaching to people it's just like a problem solving <clears throat> sorry <clears throat> when you are teaching to people it's just like problem solving for clients you don't mm -hmm. see the result uh, uh, at that moment and when you are making it's the opposite all the process you are you are seeing the result right now you have something to to touch or to show to other people to yourself at the end of the process process sure. so yeah, yeah yeah like that like that thought i i, I think i'm still a bit stuck out the whole thing of me and john being exact opposites <laughs> uh, but i mean uh sort of to defend myself uh i mean i am really introvert i really actually enjoy working by myself and oh me too and listening to podcasts and spending yeah. all my time just working and thinking i really really enjoy that at the same time i have mondays at my big cheat day that's when i go usually go dancing that's mm -hmm. when i'm super social and i talk to every try to talk to everybody i try to dance with everybody and so yeah Sorry, but the people that you meet on on Mondays would find you super extrovert and very social, and 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 it, it they would see yeah. that that's how you are most of the time. The other day, my well, not the other day, but uh, a few years ago, my wife told me, "Oh, you are super extrovert." I never considered myself as an extrovert. No, extrovert and introversion is what scenario do you go to to relax? Do you go to a lot of people, or do you go to a scenario with few people or alone? Yeah, and you're talking and about for being my... social or antisocial. I'm really, really uh, introvert, but I'm also yeah. I can also be really social. When we go to all of these maker events, yeah, you're introvert but not antisocial. Yeah. No, uh, okay, but uh, I think what what my wife told me uh, or was thinking what she she told me that uh, was the capacity of someone to, of being social is considered less when you are an introvert. So being an extrovert. Yes, yes would be you are more social you're it's easy for for you to be social so she uh, as i can be really social because i'm uh, trained as a teacher and and so i i know how to, do, to deal with people or a lot of people uh, she was like oh you're an extra extravert and I'm, i was like no i've never seen myself as an extravert i'm really introvert so i'm i i should really suck at being social and i see myself sucking at being social when i'm outside of the house uh i don't smile to people i don't talk to people i have no contact with anyone i don't want but that's any french with that's just french but that's the, yeah that's probably that's probably the thing yeah. at least you're not biting them <laughs> as long as you're not crawling at them and like snapping at them like only when it's a full fine. moon only only when it's a full moon uh but but also i have i have you guys and a lot of other friends in the maker community so i can also be very social and 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 uh, i'm also craving for that i i really enjoy having having conversation and yeah. and messages and answer uh to people and contact them uh so i guess i'm a i'm a social introvert um that, and, that's and how i would describe myself yeah yeah same thing okay. what about you Jan? Do, do you feel the same or i i used to be a huge introvert um and i like the one literally like sitting at home reading books instead of going mm -hmm. out 
like they've never done any like sports or sporting events with other people or just like that big crowd. I always had friends, but like a few selected ones. Um, it changed because of my job. Mm -hmm. Because of um, for me moving to the US and not knowing anyone and having to build up a whole new mm. life, it was yeah. for me like either I can sit at home or I can go out yeah. and meet people. And um, I'm now at that, yeah, I don't know. It's like I've, I've kind of changed from an um, introvert a little bit to an extrovert. Mm -hmm. And I think it's that whole sales cliche mm. where you have to, I'm, I'm not, I don't think I'm overly outgoing. Mm -hmm. But I've kind of like found a little bit of zen with myself when it comes to that. Like I am honest to myself and I um, more than being an introvert and an extrovert, I need my balance. So there are times where I love to see people. I love to go out. I love to mingle. I love to socialize. And there's time where I just there's a time where I need time for myself. And I also do that. And um, ever since I've been honest with that. And um, I can communicate that because I have such good friends and family that I can basically communicate. It's like, yes, no, like, oh, you guys are going out tonight. Have mm. fun. No, I'm mm -hmm. not going. Like, no, there's nothing wrong with me. I just don't feel like going out. I need time for myself yeah. tonight. And they all can take it. Mm. Like, they all know that. And everybody, like, a lot of people in my, or a lot of my friends are the same way that they are really open about if they want to hang out yeah. or not. There's no yeah. pressure. That's good. When it comes to that. And that makes it, yeah. And that makes it. So easier. Um, acceptable, like social acceptable, yeah, to be yeah. an introvert like once in a while. And also then on the other side, like I can always call him and say, like, yeah, I don't feel like going out. It's like, dude, I need you tonight. Like I need you to go out with me. I yeah. need mm. to have a mm. drink with you. And they're going to go like, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> in that case. So it's all about communication and not feeling like always pressured or the need to do something. I mean, that, 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 that thing you said, said there, I feel like is like really good relationship advice in general. Yes. To have the ground rules of saying like, no, no, you can always say no. There's no pressure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But then you also know that when someone say like, I need you tonight, I need you to do this with me. Then you also mean know that they mm -hmm. are serious. Like, and yeah. then your priorities change. Exactly. Because then, no, then it's not about you getting the time off. Then it's about you being there for your friend, helping them. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Which, which is also really important to remember in relationships, like to have that yeah. conversation and say, which I've, I've had with a few other people I've dated, that, yeah, like the general basis is I always want you to come. Hmm. But I've also dated people mm -hmm. who never want to join me for anything. And that's yeah. fine. But I will also tell them like, so this is a big thing. I would really like you to come and they'll be okay. That's good. Yeah. 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 There's, an open door, there's an open door policy and it's, um, but don't beat around the bush. Like, yeah. be honest with me. Like, if you need me, yeah. I'll be there. But don't beat around the bush and be like, yeah, I could really. And like, no, like if there's a time where I say it's like, no, I would like to have time for myself. If it's important to you, tell me and I'll hmm. be there. 
It's it's really that easy. But this is because it's private life. Like this is me and my friends. This is I, I can't do that with my job. I can't call the customer and say, Yeah, I really don't feel like <laughs> talking to you today. So if it really has to be, we can do it right now, but I'm yeah. really not feeling No, but it's it, it's kind <laughs> like, of related. And that's why I asked the question about being in, in introvert and extravert social or antisocial. It's because when you yeah. when you choose your path, when you choose your work, you have to know yourself as they say in metrics and all that all that stuff um if you know that yes. you need your time alone that you need you are you are better in your workshop on your own not having to deal with customers on a regular basis not having to deal with coworkers on a regular basis or daily basis that you know that you will be uh, happier working just on your own listening to music podcast or just in silence um that's mm-hmm. the path you should you should Uh, go for uh, and not uh, search for an office job with a lot of noise or co-worker in an open space or having to exactly. deal with uh, students that will ask 200 times the same question um, because <laughs> that that's when I started teaching and I'm, I'm going back to me sorry but when I started co- teaching um most of the people around me was like you are going to teach you are you have no patience you hate repeating <laughs> yourself uh so how uh, and i was like no that's the side of me that you know uh, so sorry i didn't pay attention what did you say <laughs> Bastard. um that, that's the side of me that they knew because that's the way i was with them because there was no need for me to repeat 20 times the same thing because they should get it on the first yeah. try. Um, or me being impatient because I'm also perfectionist and I want things to work uh, well, uh, fast. But when I'm a different mm-hmm. configuration, when, when I am there to teach people uh, something that is hard to understand, I, I have the capacity of uh, repeating myself over and over because that's part of the job of being around uh, 200 people in the same room because that's part of my job. Being looked at for yes. many hours in, in, in a day because that's part of my job. Um, and, and I have accepted and I have embraced all this condition beforehand. So uh, it, it was like obvious to do so. doesn't mean that when I am alone mm-hmm. or when I with my friends or my family, I would do the same. When I do my YouTube video, I hate showing my face and, and talking, even though, as you said, I had good feedback so far, but I don't like it because I... I I don't feel like I should be at the center of the video. What I'm making should be the center and the main focus of the video. Um, so dif- totally different processes. And and I think that when you have a job, when you are um, not comfortable in that, you hate your coworkers, you hate being around customers, you hate answering the phone. Um, Yes, you have the consideration of of the the rent that you have to pay, the bills that you have to pay. You have to provide for your family. But if if you are lucky enough to just um, take the chance, doesn't mean that it's for life. I mean, you, you can give yourself one year to to try or two or three, depending on on your situation. But um, if you are you are given the chance to even do it half time, part time. Um, Trying it will make you happier because you won't have any regret and you can still get back to it. Also, one thing that um, Bob said um, in the podcast, Making It, 
he was having the conversation with his wife and and he, he he was basically saying what if it doesn't work what if youtube doesn't pay what if making stuff doesn't pay and she said to him you can still get another job in it uh, as yeah. you did before yeah so that's True. that's worth trying out so um Mm-hmm. I'm really happy to 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 see Jan um, um, doing that, prepping uh, or uh, pave the way for future or prepping your. Are you trying to push me into yeah. self-employment? <laughs> yeah, quit your job. One of us. <laughs> one, one of us. us. <laughs> and I'm not trying to push you. And and I, I remember we were joking with Steve uh, two or three years ago, like Steve quit your job was becoming the the trend hashtag yeah, at, the, at, yeah. at the moment, and it was super super funny. But mm. he already well, but he was miserable. He already yeah. made his decision, I believe, and, and and so it was not pushing me. It was just supporting him, and and I'm so happy. That now he can introduce himself as uh, "Hey, I'm Steve. I'm a blacksmith," uh, instead of "Hey, I'm Steve. I'm working in IT and I hate it." Because he's happy in his job. He's loving it. He's is yeah. It makes me happy to see my friend happy. So yeah, if. Yeah, you can you can hear it like you can hear him lighting up like he's got that glow around him when he yeah, talks about yeah, blacksmith, yeah. Uh, blacksmithing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So so it, it it's always sound cheesy to say uh, chase your dream and do whatever you want. Fuck, it's modern life. We have bills, we have rent, we have obligation, we have we have day job. Yeah, sure. Okay, guys, don't tempt me any further. <laughs> what, have you, what, what has you guys been focused on like this week? Have As I'm, I'm talking, I'm going to go first. That's, um, that's first, uh, uh, John Medit, uh, the guy that made me the sign for the full uh, Wiz Tool uh, Trader Trade, uh, is absolutely wonderful. You should check him his channel on YouTube and he's selling a bunch of stuff. Are you uh, pulling a plaid? <laughs> You're pulling a plaid right now. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Is it that I, obvious? I, I decided not to make that joke. <laughs> I wanted to as well, but I didn't. <laughs> I'm allowed to do it. Been doing myself. <laughs> uh, no, my focus this week is uh, a TV show on Netflix called Cowboy Bebop. Oh, um, it's it oh, comes yeah. I've from heard of it. Jap- I haven't seen it. Oh damn! Oh damn! Uh, drop everything that you are doing and go watch it right now. Um, so no. it's it, it's, you, after after <laughs> the, after the recording. Okay, um, maybe it's from a Japanese anime called Cowboy Bebop, made a few years ago. Where that was really good, um, and 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 original at that time, and and so on and so on. And they did a live action show, so it's with real actual actors. Uh, the first is, episode is basically the same um, compared to the anime uh, of back in the days, but it's so well made. Um, um, it's full. It, there is an attention to details that's just insane. Uh, they kept the same music. Uh, the actors are wonderful. The the realization, the direction is is uh, breathtaking. I love this show. I've watched it Sorry, twice. Red. Is it breathtaking or breathtaking? Breath, breathtaking. <laughs> Don't do your Jamie now. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I can't help myself. Both, both. <laughs> Take my breath away. Uh, I've watched it twice <laughs> this week. I will watch it again. Go see, uh, go watch Cowboy Bebop on Netflix. It's really good. Nice. Can I go next? Yeah. I, I want to spiff, uh, I think it's pronounced Eric Freitas on Instagram. 
Eric Freitas, 24. Mm-hmm. He, he's been working. I don't even know how long, but he's been making a clock, like a proper big grandfather clock mm-hmm. with all kinds of mechanisms. I, I, actually, I, I want to hear your reaction, so I'll post a link here and I'll yeah, give you a couple please. of seconds just to scroll through and see it. Because yeah. like the amount of detail to this is astounding. Ooh, wow. So it's it's like not on a normal clock. It, it got a moon dial on it. It will Ooh, show the yeah. dates, I believe, and the month, so, and it will show like the full moon and new That's moon and all of that. That's insane. Yeah. Is, is, is he a clockmaker? I, 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 if, either not, if he's not, he's impersonating one really well. Yeah, yeah. That's why I asked, because he's, that's a fine job. It's absolutely beautiful. Oh, I could do that easily. <laughs> no, you can't. Said, said, said no one ever. It's, <laughs> that it's is just, amazing. Like, this is some incredible yeah, work. Just the, the amount of detail to everything, like the fit and finish he goes for. It, it, I mean, he must be absolutely insane, but it's it, it is just so much going on visually in every single little piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's really. all handmade. And yeah. He's like, I mean, if you if you enjoy watching Yuri Tochman on uh, YouTube making things, this is him on steroids. That's insane work. That's beautiful. Yeah, and and yep, he has really like fourteen hundred uh, followers, which is about one percent of what he should be having. Oh yeah, he should have way more yep. than that. Also, yeah, we'll- I, I've also I've just been started watching earlier today, the Foundation series from Amazon. Mm. Mm. Oh, and it's so good. The first episode is they do everything right, it feels like. Wait Especially a minute. Fun, foundation, like Yeah. But it's not on Amazon, it's on Apple Prime, right? Uh, Apple, I, Apple TV. I have it on Pirate Bay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't yeah, mean to but, yeah, no, give but, you that. Uh, you're right, Apple. Okay, yeah. Captain. <laughs> uh, but it's I read the Foundation series of uh, it's the the series by As- Isaac Asimov, like the one of the really original science fiction series, mm. and it, it's it was always considered to be impossible to f- film and turn into TV series or anything like that. Yeah, but bloody hell, they have done it. They have managed. Like, I've only seen the first episode, but they've already done so much right in just how they present the world, how they give you all of the tidbits of information, how the world exists and go together. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's probably been nearly <clears throat> a decade since I read the books, but also sitting there and then suddenly remembering, oh, it's they're referring to that thing. And that's what's going on in the background there. And all of these small things that also they nail. It's yeah, it's good yeah. stuff. Yeah, agreed. Jan, nice. how about you? Yes, um, really simple. I'm not going to make that a TV podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it's um, it has to be Caro. Oh, yeah. Who, oh, yeah. Yeah. Caro from Prop Shop Berlin. And she is in the process of buying property. And it is a nice garden outside of Berlin, as far as I mm. understand. And I know she's been looking for a place for yeah. years. Like living downtown Berlin, all she wanted was like that little retreat. And she's been disappointed so many times. And it looks like it's finally going through. So she is in the paperwork stage and um, she's going to have her own little (laughs) piece of like vacation garden 
yeah, that's that's he very much that. the deserves so, a vacation um, place. I am, hmm. Yes, I am so yeah, happy for insane. her. And you can tell she's like overjoyed by it. So I'm really happy for her. And that's why this focus is yeah, going out good, to her. Good, good focus. Very nice. Yeah. Any last little bits before we say our goodbyes? Mm, nothing from nope. my side. Don't think uh, so. Then I guess all I have to say is you can find us collectively on two-thirds focused if you spell it out in all of the social media places including patreon that's a small hint for you and you can find me at rasmus lowen dot uh, rasmus lowen on all the social places and lowensmeer.no if you are in a festive mood and want to give something really handmade to someone you love or someone you hate i'm not gonna discriminate <laughs> that too and you can find me at redsmith or the redsmith or the redsmith.com same thing on youtube instagram uh patreon everywhere uh and same thing like rasmus said yep and the easiest way to get in contact with me is nerdinventor.com where you see my email youtube and insta so yeah right. very very good and if you are so inclined me and Red and Jan will be doing a small playthrough thing of Sekiro that might show up on the YouTube channel at some point. Yep. So head over and subscribe to that as well. If yep. you if you like watching me hopefully absolutely nailing a really, really difficult game, but most likely <laughs> just dying a lot and cursing. And we're making fun of him. Spoilers. I would, I would expect nothing less. <laughs> oh, and, and, and Red is going to give some Japanese facts about how he fucked up so that's gonna be great <laughs> uh last thing you can also find this podcast on youtube on the channel uh to third focus the new episodes are released on that's what i said wednesday no you didn't not i did oh really i was not listening sorry okay bye <laughs> <laughs> bye, bye guys <laughs>